A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came the sound of the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygian, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene. And visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoking mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So prepare yourselves to laugh, okay? We're going to laugh at this joke today. This is my favorite Pentecost. Did you say we'll see? You're Roger's child, aren't you? So this is my favorite Pentecost joke. I made this one up myself. I know, I know. So they all start speaking in tongues and everybody just assumes they're drunk. You caught that, right? And then Peter stands up and says, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. It makes me wonder, wonder what they would have been doing later in the day, right? You get it? Get it? If it had been 3 o'clock, they might have been right, it seems Peter's saying. Now I've known a lot of people who drank throughout my life, I have to admit that, and at one time I did too, so believe it or not, I actually know what it's like to feel amazing when you've been drinking. Um, I would, you know, if you tell the DS I said that, I will deny it, except that we're recording me right now to put on the internet. (laughs) So I'm trapped. 
But I have seen those same memes you've seen where somebody says, hey, you know, do this, do this, and somebody says, here, hold my beer, right? Or the, the canonical language that people end up in the emergency room after they say to someone, hold my beer. We associate those things with some kind of sense of amazement. And right, everybody that's ever been there, you know you've seen that. If you've ever been at a party where people were drinking, people start thinking they can do anything they want to. Ever seen that before? They start feeling like they're amazing. Like they can get away with bending the laws of physics. At least that's the way it was for the people that I went to college with. If you want to really be amazing, though, Peter says, you have to get in touch with what was happening that day. Because everybody was amazed at what they saw. They were amazed that all these people were talking gibberish, it would seem to us today. They're all saying things, but yet we hear them in our own language. And everyone was amazed and perplexed. And the question would be, well, what if we want to amaze people? What if we would like for people to be amazed by our life together? What if we would like for people to be amazed by adding a United Methodist Church? What if the community looked at us and said, well, they must all be drunk. What if we were doing things in our community that were so off guard? Things that would catch people off guard. Things that we were doing for them and not expecting anybody to show up in return or do anything else for us in return. What if we were doing things for Jesus in our community that were so out there and so off guard from how people would normally think a church would react that they would sit back amazed? What kind of witness could we make in the world? What if we had the courage to live drunk with the Spirit of God? Paul takes this up later in his own writings and talks about this. He says, don't be drunk with spirits, but be drunk with the Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit of God to intoxicate you and rule your mind and your heart. In another place, he says, it's only by the Holy Spirit that anyone can say that Christ is Lord. He speaks of all the transformations that can happen to us if we will yield our life to the Spirit of God. And that's not just for us individually, but for us as a whole church. If the church could yield itself to what the Holy Spirit would have us be in our community, eventually they would stand back in awe and say, look at Adna go." What amazing things they do. Wouldn't that be awesome? So the short and simple thing is this, dear ones. You want to be amazing? Turn your will over to the Spirit of God. I saw a video of a tornado the other day in the midst of all those storms that were going by. And you know, you always got that little weather reporter that's standing out there in the 40 mile an hour wind showing you stuff and you wonder what's wrong with this guy, right? Well, he's standing by a car that's been flipped over by the tornado and I thought, wow, he's going to talk about how this car was flipped over but this one wasn't. But that's not what he did. He went to the car that wasn't flipped over and he had the cameraman zoom down to the tire and sticking in the tire of that car was a tree branch that had been broken off by a tornado. And that rushing wind was so strong that it blew a tree branch the size of a broomstick through the tire of a car. The Holy Spirit of God is even more strong.
and can affect amazing change in the world, beginning with us. But it requires that we submit our will to God's will. So I invite you today, church, as we witness these young people offer themselves to Christ, to be confirmed by the Spirit of God, join them. You can reaffirm your faith right where you sit today. As we go through the baptismal liturgy, you can respond right along with them. And during the final hymn today, if you would like to be confirmed again, have hands laid on you, and have the work of the Holy Spirit called forth in you, you can come and kneel during the final hymn and be confirmed again today. Confirmation in our church is repeatable. Baptism is not. But confirmation reminds us of who we belong to and that the work the Holy Spirit is doing in us is never complete. With those who are being confirmed, come forward. And if you would like to come and stand with them, you're welcome to come as well.